Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. So I hear it's warm there. Oh, yeah, it's fine. I mean... Uh, I mean, now it's now it was fifty five degrees today. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, but it's, uh, it, it's not fifty five degrees here, right? Hi, folks. I'm Timothy Harvey. I'm Dustin, and this is Apocalypse Now. And for those of you who haven't heard, I am in Kansas City, uh, Missouri. Dustin's down in Texas, and Kansas City just got hit with a snowstorm yesterday. A blizzard. A blizzard, and it was very pretty. And just absolute hell this morning to drive to work. Oh, I bet. Um, I got a message from my old boss, and she was like, I, I posted, because I posted, like, oh, I wish I could say something about the storm, but haha, it was 60 degrees here today. And my boss was like, oh, your kids would have loved sledding if they had been here. And I was like, actually, probably not, because <laughs> they're very, uh, they're very, um, indoor children warm-blooded children so they would have been like ah it's cold and they would have been right and they would have been very very right so yeah mid-season finale yeah uh how did you feel actually i i didn't i really enjoyed it um much much more than i have the previous two episodes i really thought that the characters were used very very well this week and a lot of my, I mean, there's still, there's still a lot of, I, I still am completely prepared for, to be disappointed when the explanation as to why Michonne is just so Well, awful here's right the thing, now. like, last week you were like, it's, she's become, she's become a new Rick, she's the new Rick, and I, this episode, I was thinking about that as I watched, and I don't think that they're, they're playing her as the new Rick. It seems more to me like she is, uh, she is become more isolationist, which is not how Rick was. Rick wanted to build this world, and whatever happened in the six years that we missed has made her decide that the best way to survive is to close off Alexandria from the other communities, and that is not a Rick thing. That is definitely a a uh, new thing. It's, it's still bad. It's still not great. But it's... Well, it's, 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 still, it's still dumb as hell. It's terrible, terrible logic. No, I, I, and I agree. Um, I will definitely agree with you on this, except that that was very strongly the impression this week. The previous two weeks, I'm going to stand by the... She was behaving a lot like Rick at his worst. Right. Well, you know. Um, here, here this, this gives some... And not enough context. I still want an explanation that makes sense. Um, which, again, given given the concept here of we need to be alone in this world where that is consistently proven to be a bad idea. Mm-hmm. And especially considering the whole, the end of this whole thing was we've built this world to be together. There's, there's an explanation here that has to happen that we haven't got yet, and that really bothers right. me. But... Overall, the fact that we even got as much more of an explanation on this episode, I'm that that makes me happier. And I didn't 
even even though we're still talking about this this nebulous thing, uh, the fact that she's actually talking about it with mm-hmm. someone, um, you know, I think I think pushes it forward in a way that that's not so damn right. irritating. But other than that, I mean, I think that they did some really clever things in terms of advancing certain people's certain characters' arcs. Um, I th- loved the fact that they went into actual horror territory. Oh yeah, that was really cool. I really liked. I liked that. Yeah, the whole graveyard sequence was, I think, one of the most effective. Oh God! Oh God! We could actually die sequences the show has ever done to be honest where i was actually it was a shocking i think even a shocking end i was not expecting that no i wasn't either i read an interview with the actor who plays jesus today yeah his name has just gone completely out of my head tom Payne. (laughs) he was talking about how he actually was not sorry to leave the show right and how this was you know this was very much a mutual decision because he felt that Jesus as a character had mostly been squandered. Yeah. And that in the comic, Jesus is like the super warrior of, you know, the survivors. He's, he's the guy when he goes into battle and he's, he's well-trained. He's an incredible fighter and he's kind of the point man. In fact, there was a big fight with him in Negan in the comic that didn't make it into... Uh, the TV show, there just wasn't a lot for him to do over the last several years. Right. And he kind of felt that that was, you know, a really missed opportunity for him. And, you know, there were a lot of little things along the way. I mean, the fact that Jesus is is a gay character in the comic, and they make reference to that in one episode once. Right. Very quietly. And I was actually very, like, I was waiting for, especially the way they've sort of played the last three episodes up, I kind of was like, oh, I think that, you know, Aaron and Jesus are, to get, you know, are, like, going to be together. Like, <laughs> Well, and he talked about that, too. And he said that he kind of felt that that was a bit of lazy storytelling to put the two of them together. Yeah. It's like, okay, we've got, here's these two gay gay men. Obviously, they have to end up together. Well, I mean, yeah, that's true. But I just, I kind of felt like, felt that was, you know, where we were going. He talked about how he thought that in the last six years, the characters could have had fun together, but decided on just a friendship. That was his own personal headcanon. Mm-hmm. These two guys probably probably had a very casual relationship at some point, but it was never more than, hey, I like you, you like me, let's have some fun. Right. And then went back to being friends. Yeah. But anyway, he, he talked about how he loved the show, he loved working with all the people, but he wasn't feeling satisfied with what the character was doing, and that's a pretty valid reason to leave. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry to see him go. But he went out in a really badass fight scene. Oh, yeah. I thought they made, I mean, like, that's one of the best. And like I said, it was very shocking. I was like, oh, shit. Like, that <laughs> happened. Like, well, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, so it's become a thing, mm-hmm. right? With, with the mid-season finale or the season finale where somebody has to die. And I remember we, not too long ago when they did, like, they did one, and we were like, wow, no one really important died. It's like, wow. So here's one of the problems with, with this kind of television. 
is that it's really, really easy to, when you have an ensemble mm-hmm. cast, and this happens all the time, it doesn't matter what genre it is, for one character to emerge as the central character and everything revolves around them. Yeah. And from the go, it was Rick. Right. I mean, that was just how it was from the beginning. Yeah. And so when you have this, this a cast this size, somebody is going to end up getting the short end of the stick. Mm-hmm. It's just the nature of it. Right. I mean, seriously, how many... You know, we had two seasons of you and I going, and T-Dog was in the background saying... Right. Or or on the on 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 Fear the Walking Dead where it was like, you know, oh and what's her name stood in the background and smiled. Yeah, so it's just it's a thing that happens and, and it's kind of an understandable thing in terms of how you've only got so much time each episode to mm-hmm. tell a story. And, you know, you've got these multiple settlements and there's only so much you can do and sometimes you know and we've talked about when they've tried to tell too many people's stories in an episode, how that could just end up feeling like you're not getting enough of anything. Right. So it's a, it's a, t- it's a tough balancing act. And, and so it, I'm sorry to see him go because I always liked Jesus as a character. But it is, it is a shame to see the potential of that character not get what it needed. Right. But it was a great fight scene to go out on. Oh yeah, I agree definitely. And I, that when he, you know, when that walker like dodged him and did the whole thing, like it was really cool. Like it was good. It was great. Yeah, I think the 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 real question is: is anybody going to fill that kind of role going forward? I mean, you know, Michonne is is kind of the a badass character that that is certainly an extremely good fighter. Yeah. There's a lot of good fighters on the show, and maybe Aaron's going to step into that role. I'd, I'd like to see that role be a thing. But yeah, no, very shocking. Um, fantastic, fantastic atmospheric set piece. Uh, it really was a, a turn to horror that the show generally doesn't hasn't done. Mm-hmm. For a show that's about zombies... Uh, there's a whole lot of, not a lot of zombie horror. I mean, they, they become in some ways background characters. Um, you know, uh, well, they essentially become scenery. Yeah, basically. And, and, you know, I think, um, there's a lot to be said for culling casts, especially once they've gotten so gigantic. Yeah, with a cast this big, you, you're going to run into casualties. And, and playing in a world... I, I think there's a benefit to bringing back the sense of danger that anybody can die. Mm-hmm. That for whatever this big event was in the past, that you know turned Michonne into this isolationist, isolationist that... Overall, they don't seem to have had a whole lot of major conflicts in the last six years, which is kind of amazing. It's the way the show runs. It's like, yeah, every year there's a major you know crisis, and apparently there hasn't been that much. And so bringing that back, but actually having you know for for as much as the governor and Negan and and all of the various conflicts have been, there's something to be said for a scary villain yeah and uh even as one as unpractical as unpractical as uh the whisperers or whatever seem to be like where did that it's like you know it's like where did that become 
the thing? Like that? How did? Hey guys, you know what? You know what we should do. Yes, I understand that as soon as they realize we're not actually zombies, they're gonna kill us. But I think we can fake it until we make it and just become part of the horde. Is that a good? That's is that a good sound survival strategy for the long term? Sure, why not? Like, <laughs> you know, that's so like completely impractical. How are we supposed to? Are we seriously supposed to believe that that the whisperers as a concept survived for? Nearly a decade? Well, so part of the backstory in the comic and how much this is going to be the way they're going to do it with the show is that they have they have come to believe that spoiler alert for the comics and maybe the TV show, uh, that they've that the walk the walkers are something to be admired and something, you know, like a, a perfected form of humanity or some, you know, there's almost a religious fervor to mm. what they believe. They're a cult-like organization. And it's a survival of the fittest kind of mentality where the the strongest one is the leader and you can do whatever you want as long as you're strong. And, they, you know, again, it's a, it's a horrible, horrible view of humanity which The Walking Dead excels at, right. but it's also but it's got this sort of cult like, you know, mindset to it, which which I think kind of works. You could you could see how you know, people this is a thing that happens. People end up in these kind of weird you know horrible right. environments, and people kind of go a little crazy sometimes. And so sure, we can believe that walk you know the zombies are are cool and we want to be like them or whatever. Yeah, but there's there's sort of this this demented worldview that they've they've adopted that um i'm not entirely sure how the logistics of wearing a skin suit right. work which sounds really just disgusting yes i mean you know nick nick just smeared zombie guts all over himself i that's there's a and it seemed to work yeah but in terms of being a tool of terror, basically getting in among the herd and making the herd, you know, steering the herd. You know, especially these are weaponized zombies. Uh-huh. That's creepy. Oh, yeah. That thing that when, when Daryl was trying to to move them and they, they, like, started to go, but then all of a sudden they started to go back towards where the they knew that, every, the, like, the real group had gone... That was really creepy. Mm-hmm. That was very much like, whoa. Of course, you know, it's hard. You know, this is one of the things that's hard to, you know, because when you've adapted something from a known property, like I stopped reading, mm-hmm. I stopped reading the comic way back before Negan even showed up. Mm-hmm. But because I'm media savvy and because one of the things that I I, I pay attention to in media is comic books and walking dead was something that i had read i know what the story is or you know i've been keeping cursory you know about what the story is for a while and so i knew about the whisperers and all that stuff and like i knew about the negan war and i knew are the savior's war and 
you know, I knew the whispers were a thing. And like I like I said, I think the most recent issue I picked up was like, you know, they're like now everybody's in boardrooms and suits or whatever. And I was just like, what's going on with this? Like, what's you know? But <laughs> but when you have when you're basing off an established property. And you're not really straying too, too far away. Everybody's gonna know. Like, everybody knew the Whisperers were on their way. You know? Mm-hmm. And everybody kind of, like... You know, there's so there's not a lot of shock there. You know, you can't be like, Oh, I wonder what's happening. Are the Walkers really evolving? No! They're not really evolving. It's the Whisperers. We all know it's the Whisperers. You read it was going to be the Whisperers online this summer. Like, don't pretend you didn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I will say that Eugene's frantic, panicky... When they find Eugene in the barn, his frantic, panicky, you know, trying to make sense of it. Mm-hmm. From their perspective, from the character's perspective, this is something, you know, their their first thought is not going to be there are people dressed up as walkers guiding the herd. That does that's not a that's not a direct well that must be the obvious explanation thing. Mm-hmm. The the terror and panic in his voice as he's trying to make sense of this. And I th- I was really I was kind of impressed at this moment with the writing because he's actually making good arguments. Yeah. For something that you know he's try or he's he's working his way through it, and so he's coming up with things. Well, clearly they can only be killed with a headshot, so that means the brain is doing something, mm-hmm. and our brains change as we get older, and so we're you know we're constantly you know adding new information to how we perceive right. the world and all these different things. So it's the idea. You know, from from the evidence they have, him trying to put that together and coming up with, you know, it's possible that this could happen. Mm-hmm. You know, because of based on the evidence, uh, I thought it was a really cool scene. And for a character who can be very very annoying with his trying to work his way through things mentally, yeah. that was very effective. You know, Eugene works really well in a horror <laughs> setting. <laughs> He's the yeah. genre savvy guy going. Don't go off alone. <laughs> oh wait, I've gone off alone. Uh, right. I will say, I will say, I was, I was a little, I was a little annoyed by the scene where they're trying. They're at the graveyard, and we, I know we're, I know we're not really doing much of a recap right now, but there's this scene at the graveyard where um, they're trying to get Eugene over the mm-hmm. gate, and these two strong men. Are struggling. I know Eugene is not a light fellow, but these are two strong guys who basically could have grabbed him and just heaved him over the damn thing. Well, no, I will tell you the thing that really irritated me about that whole situation was was where he's like, "I popped my knee out," and they're like, "Well, let's pop that sucker back in," and they're like, "No, there's no time," and then they just dropped it. Like, there's not there's not time to pop his knee back into socket so he can fucking run? Really? Really? Like... Yeah, well, my thought was, is it going to hurt more? Probably not. Do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't, don't tell me that you can't, you know. Like, that was really stupid, in my opinion. Of like, no, it's, it's, you know, there's no time. Okay, there's no time. 
No, that's not. No, no, no. Yeah, no, there was there was time. Yeah, there was time. Well, well, but it's that's a that's a hand of the writer moment that just you know again we've seen these before where right the, well at least they the, took uh, and the, at least they took one second one second of screen time to explain their stupidity you know <laughs> i can't run because my knees popped out of socket well let's pop it back in there's no time okay let's move along yeah you know yeah well and unfortunately it does set up i mean it's, it's there to set up the situation yeah uh, where they are kind of trapped in that graveyard now i was fairly amazed that Michonne and Magda showed up. And Yukio. Yeah, I just... It was... a little, a little bit deus machina. Well, the thing that I thought that was, you know, that they... Here's the here's the thing that I, I thought was weird. So, so, they're all sitting... Sadiq and Michonne are sitting by... Uh, by Rosita's bedside, waiting for her to wake up, right? And that's when they had their conversation about, like, are you sure you don't want to make this better? And Michonne's like, no. And if they, if, if, if the way they want me to make it better is the way they, I think that they want us to make it better, I'm not going to do it. And it makes me like, hmm, I wonder what this whole situation is that made Michonne such a bitch. And then... Uh, then Rosita wakes up and she's like, I know exactly where they are. We have to go right now. And then they all jump up and run and only Michonne shows up. Well, Michonne runs very fast. She's very fast. (laughs) And then not only that, but like she, when, when, uh, when, when Yukio and Magna show up, she's like, where did you come from? She didn't even know they followed her. Because like, she was running really? very fast. She was running very, very fast. That's what it is. She outran yeah, everybody. But so Rosita drew a map and then was like, "I'm just going <laughs> to chill here at Hilltop." You know, I know I said that I have to, like, I know where he is and I want to go save him, but you know, I just drew you guys a map. It's going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> hey, considering considering the Walking Dead's track record of finding people who are lost, at least they found them. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Least, true. That's that's a win, I suppose. True. I mean, it's another example of of a location that's out in the middle of nowhere, which nobody seemed to know about, even though they've lived in this neighborhood forever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the graveyard's really cool, but shouldn't we have seen it before? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It was it was such a cool sequence. Um, yeah. And and really, that is the okay. This that that is clearly the best part of the the, the episode for me, anyway is this whole full-on, let's embrace the horror being surrounded by what seems to be, from the character's perspective, thinking undead monsters. Right. And and the other part I really, really liked was Negan and Gabriel. Oh, really? Yeah, I did. And I liked it because it hints very strongly at what I think is coming. Which is the Negan as our pet monster arc that I've talked about before? Because it's what's happened in the comic. Yeah, and it was you know he became he became one of their web the one of the weapons, kind of a self appointed weapon against the Whisperers. He actually goes out, he escapes, and goes out to investigate the Whisperers, and then comes back 
after killing some of them to tell Rick. And basically becomes the villain on our side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who, who is, you know, he's, he's awful and terrible, but he's, he's with us. Right. And yet at the same time, there's also moments in the comic where Negan has, you know, in the comic he's become very close to Carl. And he is, for all the fact that he is not a nice person... He's actually, you know, he, he's part of the community in a way that, that is both interesting and extremely uncomfortable mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Here, you know, he's got this, this dynamic that's clearly developed. You know, he's got, he's got Judith coming by to talk to him. And there's apparently been this ongoing thing with Gabriel where they are, you know, Gabriel comes by to, to talk to him. And they had this essentially little sparring match between... You know, the guy who doesn't seem to want to take anything seriously and the guy who was earnestly trying to help him. Right. And I liked that, and I also liked the fact that, you know, for a character who started off as awful as Gabriel did. <laughs> Do you remember how much we hated him? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and how much he's turned into an interesting character. I loved his explosion at Negan. Mm-hmm. I loved the fact that he just, you know... Negan pushes and pushes and pushes and pushes. And this person who Negan knows is just trying to help him. When he snaps at him, Negan's reaction was not amusement. Right. When he said that Rosita was hurt, Negan said, when the way he says what happened, that was concern. Um, I think that that is, you know, a weird, you know, a you know, a weird, one of those little weird moments where you get to see into the humanity that Negan had been trying to leave behind, which I thought was very interesting, you know, because he, he's been trying to be this badass, I'm the, I'm the one who knocks, I'm the white man with problems that's, you know, (laughs) making everybody miserable (laughs) and to have him sort of break down that facade was very interesting. And it kind of was a little bit like what happened six years ago with Maggie, you know, where he was like, kill me, please just do it. (laughs) So my personal theory here, and we'll see how close I am to Mm -hmm. being remotely right. But my personal theory is because he's heard, he's got that little window he can Mm -hmm. watch the world through and he's heard all the, you know, the, the stories that people come to him with and, and how, you know, the, the interactions. He's basically spent six years watching this community more or less work. Yeah. In a way that wasn't the way that he was doing things. And to get those little snippets of life from watching that window, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Negan has actually started to care about these yeah. people. At how much that's, you know, it clearly hasn't changed him from being something of an asshole. Right. But... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just, I really, really liked that sequence because when, you know, the frustration that Gabriel has at being, feeling like he's responsible for watching over Negan when he should be with Rosita, which by the way, makes no sense. He's not the only guy in town. Somebody else could have watched Negan. Well, I mean, I think that you're supposed to assume, oh, because he's a part of the council, like... He's the only one available from the, you know, Sadiq is gone and 
the one savior lady, the blonde savior lady that that's had four lines, but apparently is now part of you know <laughs> everything. She's you know <laughs> she's at, at her reading her her book club and. <laughs> Well, yeah, I know it's 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 another story thing where it's like they you know he's he's written to be there and it doesn't make a lot. You, yeah, Bob, hey Bob, come here. Watch the prisoner inside his locked cage. Bye, right. gotta go. Okay, yeah. I mean, you know, clearly that could have happened, but in Gabriel's frustration, he doesn't actually lock the door to, to the cage, and that doofusy guard doesn't check. He's just like, okay, he left. Yeah. That was real dumb. That was real dumb for me. Like, doofusy guard, come on! In the comic, Negan finds out that his cell is unlocked. And he leaves it unlocked and sits in the cell. And when they come back, he's like, Hey guys, see? I could have left any time and I didn't. I'm not all that bad. And they're like, mm-hmm. shut up, Negan. <laughs> Quiet, you. So here... <laughs> here he just... He, <laughs> exactly. Here he just... Uh, Walks out the door, mm-hmm. and you know what's going to happen now. But probably he's going to end up sitting there on the steps, going, "Hey guys, left the door open. Oh, <laughs> right. I'm hungry. Nobody <laughs> brought me my dinner. I think he's going to go wandering around. They're going to be like, "Hey, you guys, who left the door open? You let you let the sociopath out." So what did we say about letting the crazy people out? We had one job. It was to watch the sociopath. <laughs> well, yes, that could be a, a discussion that could be had. <laughs> Some lectures might be occurring. Yeah. What did we say about letting out the bad guy? Don't do it. What did we do? We, we let, let out the him bad out. guy. <laughs> How is this wrong? <laughs> He's probably gonna kill us all. Once he finds his guys. And then Carol just laughs. <laughs> it's systematically killing Xavier's. Ha 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 Well, and I think that, um, you know, this is, this is going to be a great way to use Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Mm-hmm. If they are going to, if they are going to make him into, you know, the the weapon that goes out to kill the bad guy, the worst bad guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan will have a blast with that. That'll be a lot of fun, I think, in a, in a dark and twisted way. Right. Gosh, what else happened this week? Oh, well, we had Henry and his his adventure with idiots. Okay, yeah, so did this scene remind you of, like, other scenes in Fear the Walking Dead? Yes! Where where yes. one of the children wandered off to do dumb things with dumb people, and it played out almost exactly the same? Yes, it was exactly the same. Because it, it played off exactly the same, because it was exactly the same. When when Alicia met the kids at the, uh, at whatchamacallit, at the, the ranch... Yeah. They had a walker head. And they mm-hmm. were they're like, Oh hey, we got a walker head and she was like, I don't know if that's such a good idea. Of course nobody got bit by the walker head. I don't even know if they killed the walker head. But it was just it was the same. I, it was exactly the same. Yeah, and it's just I, I, I felt that was lazy as hell. Mm-hmm. I just I I did not like the sequence at all. I mean <sighs> It's like, why was this was this absolutely necessary? Okay, sure. So, 
So Henry is mooning over a character who is, what, half again as old as he is? And, although she hasn't aged a day in six years. (laughs) Well, I don't know if she's that much older than him. I think she's only, like, she was a teen and he was a tween six years ago. And so now he's, like, 17, 18 years old, going off on his apprenticeship. And she's uh, older, but not by much, I wouldn't think. It feels like one of those things that's set up just to be a dumb conflict, you know, or a dumb reason to do dumb things like he did here. So, you know, he's the the kids his own age who are clearly morons. Why are all teenagers on this show morons? Right, and it's like not like they never they didn't they don't know what world they live in. It's you know, they've been experiencing this for for 10 years. Yeah, let's let's go out in the middle of nowhere and play music loud because Oh, we all have death wishes? I don't what the hell is wrong with these kids? Yeah, it was it was stupid, and I hope that that some writer <laughs> is getting fired for it. <laughs> Probably not. You've you've watched this show before, Dustin. You know it doesn't work like that. Yeah, so he gets drunk, uh, kills a kills a walker in a pit, upsets the people who threw him into the pit, and get mad because he killed the walker because. Teenagers are stupid, I guess, is the moral of the story. And he gets a lecture uh, for, you know, staying out late and drinking too much. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess he's going to stay in the cage forever because Jesus isn't coming back. Right. Because they're going to, you know, the whole thing was, you know, we'll, we'll talk to Jesus about letting you out early. So he's just going to stay in the right. cage, which is fine. I'm perfectly fine with Henry staying in the cage and never being seen again. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hey, guys, <laughs> can you let me out, please? <laughs> No, we have to wait for Jesus to come back. Didn't Jesus... Jesus died, right? I thought I saw Jesus is dead. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Oops. Uh, it's just it's a whole dumb sequence mm-hmm. there that doesn't... I, uh, okay, so it's, it's, meant, it's meant to develop character, and I yeah. get that, but I just... But like I said, yeah, like, it, it so I, I would have thought that somebody in the writer's room would have been like, hey... These are kids. These are these are these are teens that were children who survived the zombie apocalypse. They're not going to have this desire to be like, let's play with a walker. You kind of wonder sometimes if these people know how children and teenagers work. Right. And historically, The Walking Dead has proven that the answer is no. <laughs> yeah. So there was that. Um, let's see. Michonne gave a little bit of her, you know, the little bit of context. We're getting, we're getting a little poke every once in a while of what may or may not have happened to, to cause this rift. Yeah. Little tiny pokes. Well, and I'm afraid I'm, I'm just fully convinced that you are right when we talked about this last week and pointed out that the explanation is going to be terrible and i just i'm completely convinced it's just it's going to be a crappy explanation because so far it doesn't make any none of this makes any sense to me yeah Uh, i'm sure that it's going to be something along the lines of uh you know there was some i i wonder i'm wondering what the deal with the x's is on people's backs right 
like you know did was there some sort of i don't know it's it's we're just gonna have to wait and see timothy i know i know but cool scary stuff though i like i said the 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 hard turn into horror um and you know the horror roots of zombies closing in all around you especially in a graveyard i mean it was so atmospheric Mm -hmm. you know i really really appreciate that i would love to have the show have a well i mean the whispers are kind of a horror monster yeah as it is you know so hopefully we'll see a lot more of this because i think it the show benefits a lot from make trying to make it scary mm-hmm. as opposed to i mean yes i want to see i want to see you know a positive world building thing happen i want to see these characters actually build something better and and a future and and the things that this show tried really really hard to avoid doing you know for so way too long but at the same time it's a world with zombies in it make them scary yeah and I, so i like that i'm happy to see that right i'd love to see more of it yeah no better of of the this is the first real this is the first episode since the time jump i really really enjoyed almost everything except for henry well henry is the worst right well who knows maybe henry will get better so we have to watch other things now. Yeah. We'll have to pick something else to watch for a little while. Me and my sister are yeah. about to finish Haunting on uh, uh, Haunting of Hill House. It's real creepy. It's scaring the little living little pooples pooples out of me. <laughs> I have not watched it all yet. At all yet, so And it's one of those things where where you know, one of us will be like, Oh, that's not fun and then we'll be like, What? Like, oh, you didn't see the face in the background? We have to rewind so you can see the face in the background. <laughs> Like, oh, God, there's a face. There's a person. There's a person right there. It reminded me a lot of the property. And I actually told Katie this the other day. It's like, this reminds me of this movie Tim made called The Property, where every once in a while you just, like, get a glimpse of something in the background, you know, and you're like, oh, well, that's not supposed to be there. (laughs) I will will happily take that in a positive way, I hope. Yes. (laughs) In fact, Katie's downstairs right now irritated because she's waiting for me so we can watch another episode. <laughs> well, well, we have pretty much covered everything we've got for The Walking Dead. I will let you go do that, um, and we will figure out what we're going to watch going forward while we wait for the... Well, God, I don't even know what Fear of the Walking Dead is coming back, but it'll be back in not-too-distant future, I guess. Yeah. Cool. So thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Jim. And thank you guys, as always, for listening to Zompocalypse Now. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. You can follow us on iTunes and podcast.com. We would love to hear from you. So please feel free to give us a comment and a rating. That stuff is always useful. And, um, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks again. Bye. Zompocalypse Now is recorded and produced by Dustin Adair and Timothy Harvey for Just Some Guy Productions. All rights reserved.